Between 1959 and 1961, under Mao Zedong, China starved an estimated 30 million Chinese people. Mao's official goal was to quickly evolve China from a rural economy into a modern industrial society. 63 years later, after decades of industrialization aided by burgeoning world government, think tanks, and Kissinger acolytes, Mao's second coming, China's Xi Jinping, is taking a giant leap into sovereign nations across the globe. The United States must make sure that we do not have a pure competitor for our security. Th think about what this means. This is a brutalist philosophy. If they actually appear to be succeeding, regardless of their beliefs, we must stop them, even if it means pushing them back toward poverty. Robert, I, I, Robert I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean this question cynically or sarcastically, but what's wrong with that? We wondered how all of these migrants knew about this particular entryway into California. The answer was in their hands. Oh, you learned on TikTok. Yeah. Meanwhile, the borders are flooded with an occasional Chinese female, the uniquely rare Chinese child, and horde upon horde of Chinese military-aged males. Are they simply Chinese special recon teams? China. China. San Vicente, first of all, it's not a town. This is a camp that is built as a transit camp. And it is almost entirely Chinese. They are the opposite of forthcoming. And I've been to dangerous places before. I've been to places where people fear their government and can't talk to you because they feel it's not safe. This didn't feel like that at all. This felt like people who did not want to share information because it would be a mistake to do so. I spoke with the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, Mark Green, and he told me, yes, he believes Xi Jinping is directing these people to come to America and perhaps act as saboteurs when Beijing uh, directs them to do so. In the fiscal year uh, 2023, you've got 24,000 Chinese nationals having been apprehended. That compares to just 2,000 people in 2022 and just 342 in 2021. So clearly Beijing sees the weakness in the White House as an opportunity to storm America, send these folks in here, and we don't know what their motivations are. According to CCP textbooks, there is a tactic known as the armed work team behind enemy lines, a team that under the leadership of CCP goes deep into enemy occupied areas to carry out armed military, economic and organizational construction behind enemy lines. Additionally, the FBI and the Cyber Security and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, meekly published joint guidance on how to live off the land. To live off the land is a term regarding the sabotage of network routers utilizing botnet attacks designed to give Chinese attackers persistent access to the critical infrastructure. Before the first shot is fired in a war on Asia, they're just going to turn off the lights, turn off the water, shut off the gas. Nothing in the U.S. will work. Just after he was elected, but before he took office, they had that famous lecture by a guy named Di Dongchong, yep. a famous academic. He yep. said, we own the White House. When Biden gets back into the Oval Office, we're going to determine American policy yeah. at the highest level. If you took every single one of the FBI's cyber agents and intelligence analysts and focused them exclusively on the China threat, 
China's hackers would still outnumber FBI cyber personnel by at least 50 to 1. We found out that the Chinese spy balloon was using an American internet provider to send burst transmissions encrypted back to China of what they were finding around our nuclear facilities. As the Biden administration crumbles, national security must be addressed post-haste by any remaining patriotic elements within America's military brass. Time and investigations will tell if Biden did the unthinkable, allowing Chinese bio-warfare to eliminate U.S. citizens, followed by aiding enemy recon by Chinese spy balloons that revealed vulnerable military targets. The president ordered the Air Force to shoot it down as soon as it reached the Atlantic Ocean. What were the orders? To shoot down a balloon six miles off the coast. And allowing the CCP to position their soldiers within key choke points of critical infrastructure. Bill Gates, I'm throwing that little chicken neck. You know how he walks, like, like a demonic elf. Hey, Bill Gates. Got Angelina Jolie going, ah, children. I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Piz Morgan. Ever seen a Choini? My name's Glenn Beck. That's Hillary. Hold on, I'm Gary Johnson. Hi, this is Barack Obama without my teleprompter. I was raised by the Ford Foundation at Carnegie Endowment. Welcome to McDonald's, may I help you? I'm Bernie Sanders. Chris Hazel's glasses like he's a little smart night. Rachel Meadow, hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Satan, for all your love. Signed, Cheryl Sandberg. Job of the hut. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I am Optimus Prime. I am William F. Buckley of the Sun. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today and be the reason we're still on the air. It's Friday, February 16th, in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. Back in the saddle again. What a crazy day we had yesterday. We were doing spaces on all the shows. Had that awesome round table with Harrison, Owen, and myself. Alex popped in. I think that was actually the first time for me that I was in the same room with all three of them at the same time. Everybody's always running around. Like I said yesterday, it's like sort of the battle of Hoth here at InfoWars. I don't know if I've ever told this story on air. I was in a X space last night and there were obviously a lot of InfoWars fans that joined the space and we were just chatting about different things like AI, national security. One of my buddies is in cyber intelligence and it's got a background in defense contracting for naval defense specifically. And so we were talking about Russia and China and Chinese naval capabilities versus U.S. naval capabilities and the global reserve currency that is the U.S. dollar. And one of the uh, speakers in the space pops in and nice guy. But he's like, hey, I emailed you guys so many times eight years ago telling you that you needed to figure out a way to decentralize some of your content so you could be a 24-7 live news broadcast like the other major networks it's like i don't know why nobody got back to me and i'm sure that many of you listeners have reached out to infowars before either via email or direct message but 
I told him, I was like, it's not that anybody was ignoring you or thought your idea was bad. It's like the Battle of Hoth here at InfoWars. The Empire's right outside the door. Han Solo and Princess Leia are arguing with each other. The rebels are running around frantically trying to solve problems and make things happen, and the ceilings are collapsing, and there's snow everywhere. It's, 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 it's not like a typical sort of corporate company culture. The ceilings are literally collapsing. At InfoWars. So, yeah, and the ceilings are literally collapsing. That's right. Last week in my office, several ceiling tiles did collapse because the AC unit leaked on them. So they got waterlogged, and then they, the, the weight of the water made them collapse, and then the, the ceiling tiles just basically exploded all over the office. It was a nightmare to clean up. But that's what it's like here. It's like the Battle of Hoth. And I told Alex when we were doing an X space on Monday, I think it was Monday, that the info war is something that's never won entirely or lost entirely. You're either winning it or you're losing it, but it doesn't end. It is sort of an endless war. And so the objective is to always be winning, be winning as much as possible. And I just bring that up because I want to remind everybody how important it is to support this network. Now, I understand that about a half a percent or so of the people who listen to InfoWars actually purchase our products at InfoWarsStore.com. And we know that the products are amazing. I actually use the products. I wasn't somebody who consumed any supplements at all before working here. And I would just, you know, they're laying around everywhere here. So we shoot ads with the bottles and things like that. So I just started trying some of them. And it had a substantial impact on my life with just sort of cognitive ability, energy, comfort, whatever. There are some that are that are just right up my alley, others that are less sort of relevant to me or less of interest to me. But here's the deal. If you don't want to buy any of the products at InfoWarsStore.com, if you don't want to make a donation at InfoWarsStore.com, I understand. I know what it's like to go to a grocery store and come out with less than is on the grocery list because of inflation. I know what it's like to worry at night how I'm going to make ends meet, worry about my mortgage, worry about my bills, worry about paying off debt. And I understand if you as members of the audience are reluctant or hesitant to go to InfoWarsStore.com and spend money there when you're worried about all the other expenses, taking care of your family, putting food on the table, paying the bills, saving up for retirement. But that isn't the only way Money is not the only way that you can support this network, this platform, Alex specifically, and all the work that we're doing to try to save this country just simply by raising awareness. If you want to help but just simply can't afford it or feel like you can't afford it, then share all the broadcasts. Go to band.video, download the full shows, cut your favorite moments using apps on your smartphone that basically do it for you because if you can share the message if you can share what we're trying to do here on this network with even just a couple of people manually via text that is enough over an extended period of time to have an exponential impact and not only will some of the people who see the content that you share eventually become customers that's great but it's more about the enlightenment 
than anything else. So this InfoWar is not just the 50 or so employees that work here at InfoWars. This is, it's not just me. It's not just Harrison, Owen, and Alex and the crew working to fight this war. The, the InfoWar is a war that everyone in this country and frankly everyone in the world is in regardless of whether they even know it or not, right? We famously say there's a war on for your mind. And a lot of people don't realize that they've been brainwashed or that they're being brainwashed or manipulated or just totally coerced in this info war that is being waged right before our eyes, right under our noses, every single day with headline after headline, with talking head after talking head, with political lie after political lie, with war after war. This is a major info war, and you are a soldier in this info war. There are no civilians in this info war. You're either a good soldier or you're a bad soldier, and you're either on the right side or you're on the wrong side in this info war. And it's basically a war between the globalists and everyone else. Those are the two sides. Those are the two armies, so to speak. There are those who advocate for the conglomeration of world power and the subjugation of all individual sovereignty, all national sovereignty, all individual rights. And there are those who advocate for truth to shine so brightly that there just simply isn't anywhere for the lie to hide. And once you realize that the info war is real, and then you go the next step and realize that you are a soldier in it, similar to the rebels in the Battle of Hoth and Empire Strikes Back, then you can get activated. It's not just about spending money or buying the products, though I think you should. And I'll tell you why time and time again as I'm on air, but it's about actually winning the info war and sharing the information, sharing the broadcasts, sharing the clips. And it's not about sort of Alex Jones cult worship and, you know, he's always right and we're so perfect. And it's, it's not about that. It's not an ego thing. It's not even a business thing for us. It is simply about bringing people out of the matrix. And it's funny because I think the first matrix movie is one of the most profound science fiction movies that was ever made. I think it's brilliant. The first one, it should, they should have just stopped there in my opinion, but like many science fiction classics, the themes of that film, that movie are so true and so resonating with the human condition and everything that we're experiencing now with the advent of artificial intelligence that it's sort of imperative in my opinion to study that that movie namely for one reason there's a small sort of subtle aspect of of the plot the storyline the world that they're in where those who are outside of the matrix those who are in the real world understand that you can't simply force someone out of the matrix you can't just yank someone out of this artificial simulation and expect them to adapt or adjust or accept true reality only those who are ready to be awakened ready to be enlightened those who seek truth have the sort of psychological well-being to accept the truth right 
And I've had this experience before. I was at a uh, family event in California, and we had some family friends that were there. My wife's, it was my wife's family primarily. Extended family friends, conservatives, traditionally conservatives, people that, you know, for years I would sit with and talk politics and agree with, you know, 90% of what they said. And I'm getting all these weird vibes, right? I'm like, what is going on? And one of the ladies just started giving me a bunch of crap for working for Alex Jones. I don't know where. And this is not something that just happened to me. I know that this has happened to members of the crew. I know that I'm not the only person that's lost friends. I know that Harrison has experienced stuff like this when going to family events. And basically this, this lady implied that Alex was full of crap. You know, oh, he's, he's, he, he's right sometimes, but he gets a lot of stuff wrong. He's just kind of like naggy, neocon, ignorant stuff, right? And I had recently been going through a lot of the broadcasts from 20 years ago to try to find examples of things that he predicted that maybe got lost or fell through the cracks uh, using some tools that I created. And I just started naming dates and predictions because I'd like recently been editing these films. So like March 6, 2001, Alex Jones said they were going to fly planes into the World Trade Center. You know, July 25th, 2001, Alex Jones said they were going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. And I just go through and I list them just like boom, boom, boom. I was so, I was so mad. My face must have been red. And I just boom, 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 boom. And the woman I was speaking to was not ready to leave the matrix. And so even though she sort of through this baseless criticism at me and at Alex Jones and at Infowars with, with no backing. It was just sort of like an intuitive, emotional, it's just an opinion that she held that she didn't know why she held it. You know, we, we've all had those opinions before. Even though she had no backing and I was able to just immediately respond with a half a dozen or a dozen substantial and accurate facts with dates and quoting him when he was right, it just went right overhead because she's not ready to leave the matrix. But as we begin to feel the pain of the corruption that is manifest in the world, as it begins to trickle down, right? We talk about trickle-down economics. Well, there's such a thing as trickle-down corruption too, where the corruption at the top eventually does seep down to the people and they feel the pain of that corruption. As people begin to suffer just as Neo suffered before he left the Matrix in the beginning of that movie. Then they become ready and willing to leave the Matrix. And so there are more and more people in America that are reaching a different chapter in their lives that is much less pleasant than previous chapters. They're struggling economically for the first time. They're reaching out to their parents and asking for financial help for the first time, even though they've been on their own successfully for, for years. They're going through divorces. Their children are being brainwashed at school and they're coming home and having to ask, answer bizarre questions about gender and sexuality, even though their kids are nine and eight and seven and six and five years old. The people in this country are beginning to see the symptoms of the corruption at the top. It is trickling down. And Though they do not know why or how this is happening, they are beginning to realize that there is a significant 
problem, that something is very, very deeply wrong. Just like Neo realized at the beginning of The Matrix, he just intuitively knew that there was something really wrong and he just wanted to know the truth so bad and he sought Morpheus and he, he sought to understand what The Matrix was and get out of The Matrix. And our job in this info war is not to pat ourselves on the back. It's not to brag about how right we were about how we knew this was going to happen 20 years ago. We're all like a family, the audience, the hosts, the crew. We understand each other. We're, we're the same people. We're the same type of people. We're, we're sort of a tribe. The purpose of the info war is to win the war. I know I said at the beginning of the segment that it's unwinnable, but that doesn't mean that it's not what we strive for. Perfection may be impossible, but we always strive for perfection. So if the purpose is to win the war, that means that we need as many boots on the ground, so to speak, as possible. And so if you're not in a position to fund the war, if you're not in a position to go to InfoWarsStore.com and purchase any of our great products, which I genuinely and sincerely recommend, I would avoid saying that at all costs if I didn't truly believe it because it would make me uncomfortable to just lie about it. If you're not in a position to do that, and I understand it's tough out there, there is still a way for you to win this war. And I know that in 2016 and in 2020, there's all sorts of memes and criticisms from the leftists about keyboard warriors. And the right does the same thing, right? They, they complain about, about keyboard warriors. But it's actually a very noble thing to be a keyboard warrior, in my opinion. Maybe it wasn't 10 years ago, but now it is because we are transitioning into a more and more digital reality and a less and less physical reality in terms of where we spend our time, where we spend our thought, where we create, where we produce, where we work. All of it's sort of wired in. And so now is the time to enlist in the info war as a keyboard warrior. Sign up. And join the effort to win this information war. Make sure that we're getting this content out to those who we know personally who are feeling the pain of this corruption and ready to see and understand and accept the light in a way that they might not previously have been willing to do. And post your content on all of your social media platforms as much as possible. And I'm, I'm working on some programs myself for, for InfoWars that I'm going to present some, some training programs and how to do things like cut viral Instagram reels, cut TikTok reels, how, sh how long should captions be, how to use artificial intelligence to make content. So I'm going to provide those resources to the audience if you're interested, those of you who are interested, so that we can as effectively as possible wage this war and bring us to some sort of victory on November 5th of 2024. Remember the 5th of November because it is perhaps the most consequential and important day in the history of the United States since July 4th, 1776. I, I genuinely believe that. I know it sounds hyperbolic, and I know this is just such a politically charged time, and there are people on both sides of the political spectrum who are absolutely foolish. And so when you hear hyperbolic things like that, it's easy to project the fools that you've seen and encountered on, onto the statement, but it's really true. and. I don't think that the world is going to end in the next four, four years, depending on who is elected in November. But I do believe that whoever is elected in November will determine, 
determine whether or not the United States survives over the next 100 years. It's going to send us on a trajectory either way that cannot be reversed. And so we have to determine, we have to do everything in our power. This is the last lap of the race for America, so to speak. We have to do everything in our power every waking moment this year so that in the tragic event that Trump doesn't win for some reason in the fall, I think he will, but in the tragic event that he doesn't win, I certainly don't want it on my conscience that I could have done more, you know? And frankly, that's something I think about just generally in my life. It's one of my primary motivating sort of thoughts or philosophies. My goal is that when I'm on my deathbed, I don't look back on my life and feel like I just totally failed and didn't do enough and didn't have the character or the courage to do the right thing. I want to look back on my life and say, you know what? I made mistakes, but man, did I try my hardest. And that's what's happening right now in the United States of America, in the global landscape. We are on this last lap. We are on this deathbed and it's to be determined whether or not this nation is going to recover from its terminal illness or not. And it's all going to be decided on November 5th. And we as info warriors need to fight like hell. We need to fight like hell. Folks, we, we can see the whites of their eyes, right? And I'm using that metaphorically. I'm not talking about violence. I'm literally talking about being a keyboard warrior. So best thing you can do is go to InfoWarsStore.com and purchase any of our amazing products. It's not an expense. It's an investment in yourself. I genuinely believe that. So it's something that you should seriously consider if you've been on the fence. I highly recommend TurboForce because it gives me the energy and alertness to be as effective as possible in this InfoWar. I love... All the, all the other supplements as well, but specifically TurboForce and BrainForce because these are the supplements that you can feel within 20 minutes. I mean, your state of mind and the way your body feels literally shifts by at least one or two standard deviations in the right direction after you consume these products. And I know that on the ads, like, oh, it's so strong. I just take half a scoop. And that's true. Most of the guys around here do just take half a scoop, but... I do the full scoop because this is the info war. This is the last lap for America. And we have to determine whether or not we're going to win this conflict. So if you can go to infowarsstore.com, search through the products, check out TurboForce or BrainForce or Bodies, which is on sale for 40% off. See if there's something there for you because it is directly funding the info. War. I mean, if you're upset, that our leaders are trying to give another, what is it, $95 billion to the Nazis in Ukraine in this conflict that doesn't really make any sense for us, then the way to counterfund that is to support the Infowar or other independent journalists that you, you trust and believe in as well. I mean, I'm not even just trying to advocate for, for Infowars itself. There are other battalions. There are other legions. There are other units that exist in this war that you can support. But Infowars has proven itself over the last 20 or 30 years to be consistent, determined, accurate, and basically impossible to compromise. I mean, it would have been 
so easy for Alex Jones to simply take a job at Fox or take a job at one of these other networks or become this sort of radio personality with a producer and a boss and an editor. And he made the wise decision, a very American decision, that it's better to struggle and have total freedom over your own manifest destiny, over, over your own trajectory, than it is to sit in comfort and wealth and ease at the behest of someone else or some other organization or some other agenda, right? And so we can embody that philosophy, that, that decision that Alex Jones made, not just once, but time and time again, to determine his own destiny, to be the captain of his own soul. We can embody that by investing in the Infowar and enlisting in the Infowars and Infowars. Stay with us, folks. We're going to cover more news in the next segment. A lot of crazy things going on in the world. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Well, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different formulation than that one in the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more that was dr judy mikovitz top research scientist without me even asking her telling everybody how incredible this product is and it's finally back in stock nitric boost is 40 percent off at infowarsstore.com and it doesn't just have the vasodilation opening up your arteries and your veins to clean things out it does so many incredible things god gave us this compound so many of the big things you see out there promoted in the media are based on the natural ingredients that are already in this product. So get your amazing nitric boost today at InfoWarsTour.com. You need to experience the health, the vitality, the stamina, the libido, everything that comes with nitric boost. You've looked at our formula, you, I, you like it? I did and I do, yes. 
Well, I'm not a scientist like you. What, is, what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide? What does it do? Um, it relaxes the vasculature. So the clot will go through and not restrict. It allows it to relax. It lowers the blood pressure, has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine, we saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why is it particularly the athletes? Um, because they operate at oxygen max um, capacity max. They're, they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease. Um, so they create, they, that's what they're finding. They turbocharge the blood clots. Yep. And ischemia, lack of oxygen. So constricted blood vessels, too, because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product, that new products, I hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events, be, uh, dissolve under the tongue, give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium, your vasculature. Nitric Boost, exclusively available, 40% off right now, in stock, ready to ship, Nitric Boost, InfoWarsStore.com. Try it, support the InfoWar, it's a 360 win. Getting funky. It's the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. Sorry for doing a plug for 20 minutes straight in the last segment. But I felt inspired to do so. I wonder where you guys want to start. Do you want to start with Fanny or do you want to start with Putin? Let's start with Fanny. I love this headline. Don Salazar is really talented here at InfoWars. This article is from InfoWars.com. Fanny pounded as Nathan Wade testifies to cash money reimbursements and former friend flushes her defense. We're going to run clip six here in a second. On Thursday, special prosecutor Nathan Wade testified under oath that he charged several lavish vacations with DA Fanny Willis to his corporate credit card while working on the Trump case and was later reimbursed in cash by Fannie. The relationship between Wade and Willis is the subject of an evidently evidentiary hearing as part of Willis's sprawling racketeering case brought against former president Donald Trump and 18 co-defendants for their alleged efforts to overturn or quote correct depending on your perspective the results of the 2020 U.S. election in Georgia. Wade also testified that his marriage was uh, irretrievably broken in 2015 and that his wife agreed to a divorce, but they held off because their children were still in school. So I don't know if you guys had a chance to see this testimony that she made. First of all, she shows up, and I, I don't believe she was even supposed to be a witness that day. She just showed up and said, put me on the stand, and they, and they did. And if you look closely, it took people a long time to notice it. I didn't even see a post about this observation until late last night at, I mean, hours upon hours after clips have been going viral already. She's wearing her dress backwards. I mean, she shows up. She is totally disheveled. She's not supposed to be on the stand. And then she 
gets on the stand in base, inside out or backwards clothes. You can see the zipper on the front. The zippers go on the back. Somebody looked up the dress online and found that it was actually supposed to be the other way around anyway. It's insane. She's like totally a nutcase. She shows up and then she just proceeds to incriminate herself. I mean, she basically just confessed in some sort of a self-righteous way to several crimes seemingly. I'm not a lawyer, but it seems to me illegal to take campaign funds and put them in your own pocket. I don't know. I mean, at least the other politicians who do it try to cover it up or launder it through a book sale or something like that. But she just pocketed this money. She was in Cash App to reimburse and exchange money and pay herself basically illegally from her campaign, as I understand it. Now, let's start with clip number six here, and let's just get a little taste of this. He initially paid for that, for Aruba, yes, ma'am. So let's talk about both of those. I know he initially paid for it. Did you pay him back? For the cruise and for Aruba. Yeah, I gave him his money before we ever went on that trip. You gave him cash before you ever went on the trip? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when you got cash to pay him back on these trips, would you go to the ATM? No, lady. You would not go to the ATM? No. Okay. So um, Fulton County pays you direct deposit, I assume? Yes, Fulton okay. County and the uh, state of Georgia both pay me direct deposits. Okay. So the cash that you would pay him, you wouldn't get it out of the bank? I have money in my house. You have money in your house. So it was just money that was there. When you meet my father, he's going to tell you as a woman, you should always have, which I don't have, so let's don't tell him that. You should have at least six months in cash at your house at all times. Now, I don't know why this old black man feels like that, but he does. When we were growing up, my daddy had three safes in the house. So my father's bought me a lockbox, and I always keep cash in the house. Now, I don't do it to the degree that my father would do it, so he would probably be uh, ashamed with me. But I always have cash at the house. That has been six monies. I don't know. Is that six hundred dollars? I'm life. not familiar with this line. Is that what six monies means? Six hundred dollars? She said six months. Oh, six months. I thought she said six monies. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. dad always said but you gotta also, have six monies. <laughs> that also begs the question, well, okay, so you depleted your six months, you know, stash, your cash stash. Did you how did you uh fill it back up? You know, right. Uh, right. You, you don't where, use your you emergency fund to... for just basic transactions. Right. And then on top of that, you know, when someone's lying and they get into like an oddly specific tangent, I feel like that's what yeah. she's doing here. Yeah. Right. Like on Wednesday, uh, I met Taylor Swift and uh, I was wearing this really cool shirt. Yeah. Uh, it was blue and uh, I was wearing it backwards. Yeah. It was totally bizarre. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know one of those odds oddly specific things right it's like uh yeah. we didn't need the details of your dad i want to see more of this if you guys have clip two ready this is fanny wills grilled over cash payments to her, her lover it looks like it, it goes on i gotta see more of this and where um when did he come to i guess the condo i'm not sure what you called it condo apartment um would he come and stay at that condo or visit you there i'm sorry visit you there what condo, what apartment, I want to be clear. So, not your house. I know you classified one as house and one as condo, so I'm trying to use those terms. So, um, there's been more that, see, what you don't understand is because of this case, I got to move. And so, I, Ms. I Mr. need Mr. to- Mr. if you could ask a more precise question. Yes, please, give me the time period. <laughs> Mr. Wade visits you at the place you laid your head. When? Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So, let's be clear, because you lied in this, this, let me tell you which one you lied in, right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. It, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. 
Mr. Sena, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. We'll be back in five. Unbelievable. Clip four was actually the one that I meant to run. That was great too. But let's dive straight into clip four where it's specific about some of her transactions with her lover. Did you ever pay him through Cash App? No. You only ever paid him through cash? What? Yes, uh, but we're talking about, I'm very confused. You've never like given this. Mr. Wade money through Cash App? No. The only money you've ever given him outside of a contract is cash. I didn't give him money in a contract, so that was cute, but I didn't give him money outside, uh, in a contract. What happened is, no, we're gonna answer it since you said it. He worked, he worked more hours than he was paid, and the county paid him for the work that he did. So don't be cute with me and then think that you're not gonna get an answer. And I will ask you about the contract in a minute. I asked you about cash. Did you ever pay him anything? And I'm trying to qualify my questions. I'm not talking about the contract with Fulton County that, that was paid. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about outside of that, did you ever pay him anything other than cash? I've only given cash a few times in, in the course of what we're talking about. So you never we would go to dinner. Let, him, let her finish her answers. If we would go to dinner, I wouldn't give him cash because he paid for dinner or I paid for dinner. I've given him cash only a few times in life, probably four. Okay. Probably the most money I've ever handed him is $2,500. The least amount of money I've handed him, probably between $500 and $1,000. You never wrote him a check? Ma'am, I don't have checks. Um, so you have no proof of any reimbursement for any of these things because it was all cash, right? The testimony of one witness is enough to prove a fact. So my question was, do you have I'm any lying proof? To you? Is that what you're intimating right here? I'm asking if you have any proof that you paid him any of these The proof is what I just told you. You have no written proof. Is that correct? So I have some... Um, Probably some transactions like in Belize. I probably spent $500 on my card uh, in Belize. I spent 800, I can't remember, 900 bucks on each of our tickets to go to Belize. I did the $700. I probably got some minor expenses in Aruba that would be on a card. But for the most part for those trips, other than, so the two cruises, I gave him money for those before we ever left. Um, Cause they were pre booked Let me answer. The, the, the question was if you had any written proof. And so So I've answered you that I've had written we proof. We can move to the next question. If you've answered if you had any written proof, and that was my question. Um, I, I want to make sure that we're clear that for the two cruises. Judge, I asked if she gave him written proof. We're going, we're not going to talk over <laughs> Ms. Merchant, she answered your question, so. You know, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, all right, how? How should she have handled this? First of all, she shouldn't have gone on the stand if she didn't need to be on the stand that day. That's number one. Second of all, she should have put her dress on the right way. And third of all, you, you never lose your cool in a situation like that. And one of the things that was impressive about the Putin interview, and I can see that he's probably an evil guy, was how calm and cool and collected he was during the entire two-hour conversation answering questions that were likely frustrating for him talking about frustrating topics. You gotta keep your cool if you're gonna win people over. There's one more clip I'm gonna show you on the other side of this break. Stick with us folks, more news. Ladies and gentlemen, sold out for five months. The number one strongest turmeric in the world. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. 
Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. And it's got some other key ingredients in it that the experts say helps upload the turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. The all-time fan classic, Bodies, 40% off, back in stock. And even made stronger, new and improved, and we got it with a bigger manufacturer, so we can discount it too. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have Nitric Boost. It cleans out the blood, the heart, goes after the spike proteins, everything. Dr. Mikovich has talked about this for 40% off as well. And this is selling out, but despite that, it's still 30% off. It's next level foundational energy, the methylfolate, the key compound of other ingredients that clean out your cells and that are the main energy source. Popeye takes spinach. That's why it's so strong. What's in that? Folic acid. This is the breakdown concentrate of folic acid after the cells break it down. So this just goes right in there like nitrous oxide in, in, in a race car, okay? So you go from 800 horsepower to 1500 horsepower when you turn on the nitrous. I can't even take this, okay? Okay, I turn into a psychotic goblin, okay? But I'm just telling you right now, you want next level foundational energy, get it, infowarstore.com. in Florida. Thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. But I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing Excuse my friends. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%. 99% that never buy anything. It's just these are really good products, and if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. We have Next Level Foundational Energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took Next Level Foundational Energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. And in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to to have energy, you know, and, it, and it, that's pretty much it. It doesn't feel like a stimulant. You just feel like you're supposed to. And what it does is it's the, it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody, but particularly some people, Northern Europeans, have, have a low breakdown of. So you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with. That's why Next Level Foundational Energy is so important. Thank you for the call, Victor, and thanks for the plug. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning, but have no fear. Harrison is here. He will be hosting the War Room this afternoon. And Owen Schroyer will be hosting the Alex Jones Show. Alex has just given his voice a rest for a couple days. He's actually been popping around the office. I've seen him every day in the office this week. And he's been uh, joining some X spaces that have been fantastic. Yesterday, Alex joined a great space talking about these space nukes. And we'll dive into that a little bit more later. But I want to just wrap up this Fannie Willis story for a second. So we're going to run clip nine, which is Fannie preaching the importance of morality and having a certain type of distinguished leader who would never betray the confidence of their constituents and would abide by a strict moral and ethical code. Let's run nine. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children. Because we deserve better. Okay, there she is saying that. Now, let's run clip eight, which is seemingly Fanny admitting on stand in a inside out or a backwards dress when she didn't even have to be a witness that she <laughs> did all those things. <laughs> Let's go ahead and run eight. Yeah. Well, it's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Uh. Like to tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. So you just put money in. It's a very good practice. I would advise it to all women. So you can't identify when you came into this cash or where the cash came from. I didn't say I couldn't identify it. No, nobody gives me anything. I am sure that the source of the money is always the work, sweat, and tears of me. What you asked me for is, when did the money go in there? What I am trying to tell you is, so I got divorced in 2005 from my husband. And, and no, 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 it's important. You said, where did the money come from? Where and I need to tell you where the money came from. And so for many, many years, I have kept money in my house. That money in my worst days has probably only been 500 or $1,000. At my best days, I probably had $15,000 in my house at cash. At all times, there's going to be cash in my house or wherever I'm laying my head. The money that you paid Mr. Wade, the cash, in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from. I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears. You know which job it came from. Did it come from Fulton County or did it come from a private job? It came from... I don't, I'm not a, what are you talking about? So it could have come from a, a private job because before I was DA, I was in private practice. So I earned money during that time period that's probably in there. You don't it know could she literally admitted at the beginning of that segment that she took money out of the campaign fund and put it in her own pocket. I mean, she, she explicitly admitted that. I don't know if she accidentally did or if she doesn't realize that it's against the law. But the funny thing is the way that she rationalizes it, she's, saying that it was money from her own sweat and tears. And my dad gave me a piece of business advice that really stuck with me years ago. My dad was, is a small business owner, but he owned a small IT company in a small town in the Midwest where I grew up for years, decades, and was successful by his sweat and tears and by his sort of self-learning. And I mean, he, the guy reads like a fiend consistently, and has mentors and takes advice. I mean, he's a brilliant guy. He's just a really brilliant sort of unassuming all-American small business owner. This was a piece of advice of advice that he had actually received from a peer that he then bestowed upon me. He said he was told it's not a matter of 
if your accountant or financial advisor will steal from you. It's a matter of when. And typically what happens is over an extended period of time, an employee or a person you're working with will in their own mind feel that they are entitled to more than they are compensated. And sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not often it's not, but after the excitement of their sort of initial compensation and their satisfaction with that over time, people just tend to become less satisfied with what they have. They take it for granted. It's less important to them. It's, it's true of all of us. And in the position of a financial advisor or an accountant, if you go 20 years and they feel that they're doing all this amazing stuff for you that you're not even aware of, and they've been compensated the same amount for a long time, they begin to feel entitled to some of your money that you did not agree to pay them. And that's sort of the thinking or the psychology behind the principle or the, the belief, the advice that it's not a matter of if your financial advisor will steal from you or your accountant will steal from you. It's a matter of when. Obviously, there's exceptions to every rule. There's exceptions to that rule. There's some people that it would take 500 or 1,000 years before they'd finally buckle. So not in, in any single lifetime. But in this instance, you see someone who in the first clip explicitly stated that DAs should not be taking money and putting it in their own pocket, but they should be helping the children, whatever that means. She explicitly stated several things. And then just a couple of years later, we see this clip of her on the stand and she is just adamant, even in her own mind, that she was entitled to money that was literally illegal for her to have. I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't only stealing, but it was, I believe that, that would be a campaign finance violation to just pocket money that was been donated to a campaign in your own personal checking account. And she says it's by her own sweat and tears. So she had rationalized in her own mind why she had the right to do what she did why she had sort of the moral philosophical backing justification to do what she did already. And she's on the stand confessing to this crime. So brainwashed, so deluded that she doesn't even realize that it's abundantly wrong. Even, even though she explicitly stated years ago in that first clip that what she would later do was the wrong thing to do. It's like Saruman in Lord of the Rings when he sort of infected and infested the mind of King Theoden through Cream of Wormtongue. Over time, you just get corrupted by this, this nagging sort of devil on your shoulder. And it's easy to fall into the trap. But she should have known better. She knew, she did know better. She proved that she knew better by saying that she knew better in that first clip. And it just goes to show how sort of incompetent and terrible of a person that she is. And what's really funny about it to me is despite the fact that she appears so stupid, especially juxtaposed to other leaders like Trump or Putin, despite the fact that she's got her dress on backwards, she wasn't even supposed to be there, and then she takes the stand and just proceeds to admit to crime after crime and incriminate herself, Despite the fact that she is abundantly stupid and it's 
abundantly obvious that she is, she still comes off sharper than Joe Biden. I mean, she could put a woman, she could put a, a sentence together at least, right? Which is more than what Biden could do. And that's what's particularly alarming to me. When somebody like that is more, more articulate and coherent than the president of the United States, we have a serious problem, which brings me to this next story. Biden slammed her for asking about Bo's death. Sources say Biden actually brought it up. So hours after last week's release of special counsel Robert Hur's report on Biden's handling of classified documents, which described the president as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory and diminished faculties, quote, diminished faculties, Team Biden pushed their man in front of reporters in a hopeless bid to demonstrate that his mind is fully intact. Of course, it backfired and backfired in various ways. Most notably when Biden referred to Egyptian President Sisi as the president of Mexico. And we'll show the clip. I'm not sure how long the clip is, but just look how in incoherent and unhinged he is here in clip seven. And then we'll talk about it before the break. Some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from our lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Simple truth is I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events going back 40 years. At the same time I was managing an international crisis, their task was to make a decision. All right, so move we have Biden going up there. Case. That saying that he was appalled that he was even asked when his son died. And bringing up the fact that his memory was called into question and then forgetting the saint or whatever that was associated with his prayer beads or his prayer bracelet. I mean, guys, what are you going to do? In a world where ancient remedies blend with modern science, Jones knows the secret. Bawd Ease from InfoWars Life isn't just any treasure, but the ultimate turmeric and inflammatory support. For millennia, turmeric's power has been recognized, but not all turmeric is created equal. With InfoWars Bawd Ease, you're getting turmeric root extract in a much more potent form. And the magic doesn't stop at turmeric. Paired with ingredients known for their anti-inflammatory properties like organic sage leaf and others, Bawd Ease is a symphony of nature's best. Joint support, flexibility, inflammation, and immune support. With bodies, you're not just unlocking the secrets of ancient remedies, but also supporting the show. <sighs> Discover the power of all natural turmeric. Grab your treasure today. <laughs> Head to InfoWarsStore.com and experience the magic of bodies for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. 
and people can't identify who's a patriot and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide.